book is good about. Her second book was it was to like bring you closer and be like. And I was talking to my mom about it. And a bottle feed. Are you in your heart? Every time I'm like, oh my gosh. Girl, welcome to Coffee Hi guys, happy Monday, happy Memorial Day. I always feel so weird saying happy, happy Memorial yeah. Day. Like it's just kind of doesn't go so well together, but following coffee's newish traditions, I guess you would say, we've only been around three years, but we consider it a tradition at this point. Mm -hmm. um, we like to sit down once a year, this time of year with a gold star spouse. Um, and today we get to talk with Megan. We are super excited um, to sit down and she's been willing to share her story with us. I'm going to fair warn you, if you hear like, it's it's yeah. us crying because it always happens. <laughs> it always happens. We cry about everything. Like they get into the stories and I'm just like, okay, that's it. Let me look away because I'm going to lose yeah. it. Um, we actually lived in Linden Oaks, all of us at the same time. So that's kind of how we cross paths. Um, yeah. And then with the recent passing of her husband, um, we reached out and we're like, hey, you know, if you're willing to share your story, we want to sit down and talk with you. So yeah. I'm going to pass it over to Megan, as we typically do. Um, if you want to tell us a little bit about you, a little bit about your spouse and kind of how you met and things like that. Hi, Megan. Um, I'm originally from New Jersey. My husband was from New Jersey as well. And we met when we were, so I was 17, he was 18. Uh, but we met at a college party that we had no business being at. <laughs> and we just kind of, well, I want to say like right from the bat, we were like inseparable, but um, I gave him my phone number that night and we never called. <laughs> um, the next time I ran into him, he asked for my number again. I gave it to him, never called. And then the next time I ran into him, he asked me my number and I said, look, if you want to get in touch with me, we'll figure out how to get in touch with me. And then he called me the next day and we were <laughs> separable after that. Um, we were together for almost 20 years. Uh, we were married for 18. We got married. Um, he joined he joined the Army, went to basic training in uh, Fort Benning, and I went to his Fort Benning graduation, and we left graduation, drove to, well, to the cab. They were babies. <laughs> um, took a cab to Opelika, Alabama, and married right the day he graduated basic training. And to this day, I'm pretty sure that's the only reason he ever remembered our anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then after that, he went, we got to spend um, two days together, maybe then. And then he went straight to Airborne School in Fort Benning. And he was there until October. And then we got orders to go up to Alaska. And we were, uh, we lived in Alaska for about eight years from 2005 to 2013. And we did three deployments there one in Iraq, but, uh, one in Iraq was in 2007, and that one was 15 months long. And a week wow. before we went to Iraq, I found out that I was pregnant with our oldest. So I was we missed the whole pregnancy. Um, we missed the birth by we got stuff in Baghdad. 
Aww. He came home, we got to spend two weeks. And uh, when he went back to Iraq, and he got back home for good, and thanks Logan, little Logan, well, Logan Jr., now we call him the big Logan, because he was bigger than his dad. Uh, <laughs> but I think he was like three months old when he got home, and then about a year and a half later, two years later, he went to Afghanistan for the first time in 2009. And that was a hard deployment because that was, uh, I don't know, people know, like, I don't know, I don't know, like, people remember the whole Bergdahl situation, mm-hmm. but he was part of that uh, platoon and that was a rough deployment. But um, he got back from that and I got pregnant with my second one. All my kids are deployment babies, whether it's relatable. <laughs> relatable. <laughs> I have a couple of my own. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I told him stop coming back in shape. Um, but yeah, so then he deployed for the third time, got back from that, and we got pregnant with my youngest. And then we left Alaska and found to Georgia for about five years, where he did um he actually helped build a school for the army called the Master Marksmanship Trainer Course. And yeah. that that's where he found his love. I mean, he was always like a really great shooter. Like when he was in Iraq, he got recruited for the scout platoon and he was a scout sniper in Iraq. So he always loved shooting. But I think that course is what like really solidified his love for shooting. And um he Love doing that. And then he actually went on tour with um, the Army Marksmanship Unit to do shooting competitions for a little while. And then from there, we came to Bragg. And he uh, deployed once here in Bragg um, two years ago, I want to say. Yeah, I was going to say, I remember um, following, I think I might have moved to Colorado at the time, but I remember watching it I you surprised the boys in the kitchen when he came home right on that one yeah I remember watching that video and he was like why are you crying I'm back why are you crying now I remember seeing that one I was like so relatable because like that emotion is so high so it's like the guys are like you're supposed to be happy but we're like you have no idea what I just endured like waiting on you to come home I didn't even want to that was like in the middle of the night like I didn't even want to wake the kids up but he was like no let's wake them up let's wake them up Came down crying. <laughs> oh, it was so sweet. I cried too. <laughs> you watch it. I'm, I'm crying too. <laughs> yeah. So, then, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Like we've been here for about five years now. Yeah. We got here in 2017. So, what do you like? Where did you like better, Alaska, Georgia, or North Carolina? I loved Alaska. Like I yeah. would go back. I go back tomorrow if I could. I always told my husband I would divorce him if we went to, not, I said, not divorce him, but like, we're going to do. I said G- it would be a TDY. Yeah. I'd be like, you're on your own over there. While I was there, I was like, I didn't take advantage of it as like as much as I should have, because yeah. I mean, I'm not an outdoorsy person to begin right. with. But like the first time I went camping was like, I grew up in an inner city in New Jersey. And the first time I went camping was up in Alaska when I was 19. Um, I never, I didn't grow up doing any of that stuff, but I fell in love with it. And now like I go camping, I go fishing. Like you crave it. Yeah. And like all of my friends that I grew up with, they're like, who are you? Yeah. (laughs) Well, y'all would have liked Colorado then because Felicia and I, we're, we're not outdoorsy either, but there is something when it's pretty, like 
around you, like that it motivates right. you to want to go out and enjoy it. Well, it's hard to be super outdoorsy when you got a lot of little kids too. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't want to hike this mountain and end up carrying my four-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Like walk around and be like, God, man, even the ghetto is pretty. Like in last <laughs> it was just gorgeous. All around. All around. Oh great. man. So if you are open to briefly just kind of talking to us about Logan's passing and kind of what that was like for you and your family and as much as you want to share or as much or as little as you want to share. Um, so he, he passed away January 3rd. Um, he was staying at a friend's house and he, um, honestly, like I still don't have an actual like cause of death. Like I didn't realize if that's one thing that I learned through this whole process is how freaking insane it is when an active duty service member dies. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much paperwork, there's so many appointments, there's such a process. And the process in general is just like the worst part because like you feel like you're starting to heal and then rip the bandaid off, off again. Like, oh, let's open up the wound again. But um yeah, so he passed away January 3rd. We're still waiting on the actual cause of death, but they think he either had he passed away in his sleep. They think he either had a heart attack or a stroke. Um, he had a lot of, he had a lot, like he had just started taking blood pressure medicine a week before um, he passed away. And he, like from the outside, like he looked healthy. Um, he, he was active, like he did PT every morning. He was running. Um, he was in, he was in decent shape. Like he, uh, I don't, I don't know. Like it was just kind of, it was definitely out of the blue. It wasn't something that we were right at all. Um, and I think that's what is the worst part about it. Like, I think like I've watched loved like loved ones pass away because of illnesses and whatnot. And in some, like, I don't know, like you kind of prepare yourself mm-hmm. at this one wasn't I don't know no one was prepared for it and uh it's been I will say that like my myself and my kids like we we're doing a lot better than I think anybody expected us to be mm-hmm. and it it's kind of like mind-blowing to uh I don't know see how like strong your kids are when they have to be yeah, we're told over and over and over how resilient they are. Oh, their military kids are resilient. All oh, their military kids are they're resilient. And you're like, I know that. And then it's like when you have to watch them. And I've followed your posts and stuff. And so my yeah. husband is on blood pressure medicine. And so when he started talking about it and stuff, I was like, I felt like this anxiety of like, do like I'm not gonna lie. When he goes to bed at night, I sometimes think of you and I'm thinking, like, I just I can't imagine what she went through because yeah. like my heart would be so broken and it's like the military, I 100% believe that my husband has high blood pressure and he has all these things because of his job. And you're stuck in this like limbo of like, we need your job to survive, but also like your job is obviously making you sick too. And so, and then this past week he went through casualty assistance, um, course being a drill sergeant, they have to take it. And so you've just been on my mind constantly. It's just been this weird, like, I don't know. I told you, I, y'all, I was, um, 
where was I driving? I was driving somewhere. I'm not sure, but I, I think I was driving on the PCS and I drove down this highway and it was, it was called like Logan freeway or something. It said Logan, but the song that was playing was I drive your truck by Lee Bryce. And I messaged her and I was like, listen, I don't know if you're mentally ready to hear this, but I have to tell you this because like, I just felt like God put it on my heart to be like, let her tell her story on the podcast, you know, like, yeah all these things that just, it lined up to where I was like, we have to hear Megan's story. And then, um, our babies all went to pre-K together. And so Mm -hmm. how, how is your son doing? I know your older boys are a little older, probably able to rationalize more. I mean, like they have their good days and their bad days. Um, but like they're, (laughs) we try, we try and talk about him every day in like, like a funny way or like something. And, um, like his birthday was uh, April 6th. And that was, that was the first birthday that we had to celebrate. My husband's birthday was April 6th. So that was the first birthday that we had to celebrate since he's been gone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, how fitting that it just had to be yours. You know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, and my husband hated celebrating his birthday. Like he, he was just like, it's just another day type of thing. But like, I always tried to like do a barbecue or make dinner at least get cake and like saying happy birthday and stuff, even though like he was grumpy while he stood there. Um, and I told the boys that I was going to make his favorite dinner. Like I was going to make chicken cutlets and penne vodka and uh, we were going to get a cake. And then I just kind of like, I don't know, I shut down that day. Mm-hmm. And then my kids kind of like, oh, I'm sorry. No, take your time. Take your time. <laughs> um, I don't know. My kids kind of pushed me to do it, which I'm glad that they did. They like literally forced me to like get up and do it. And uh, I really try not to like, I try not to cry in front of my kids. Um, I know like it's healthy for them to see that, especially now, like with everything going on, like it's healthy to see, like it's okay to be sad sometimes, you know, Mm -hmm. and not to like hold it in. But like, I was really trying not to cry that day. And I was cooking, um, I was cooking the dinner and I was making the sauce and Trevor <laughs> Trevor comes in the kitchen and I was crying while I was stirring. But I didn't even see him. Like I didn't even see him. I didn't hear him come downstairs. And uh he comes up behind me and he was like, Mom, the salt or the the sauce has enough salt in it. Don't cry into the sauce. And, like, <laughs> and he gave me like a big hug and like it's crazy to like as much as like you want to be your kids rock during they're, all of this, they're holding you up. Yeah, and they don't even know that they're doing it. I can. Re- I remember that post. I remember. I remember <laughs> you. I think you made two of them, if I'm not mistaken. You were like, I was gonna make this, and then I didn't want to, and then you're like, I made it. I did it. I made yeah. the the meal, and I was like, you go, girl. I'm so proud of you. You know, and it was like, <laughs> it was just a simple like meal. That little accomplishments like yeah I think it's great because like you were saying is you know we wanted to hear your story because you often don't hear it like that right it's not all of a sudden it's like they went on a deployment you don't like want anything to happen but like you expect it you know like this could be a possibility not just like you wake up and you're like wait you were at a friend's house wait what like what what's happening you know the same thing um they were scuba diving or something like they were doing something that could have result in this action versus just like he was sleeping it's just sleeping that's what I tell everybody because like he like I said he was in for 18 years um he went on four really really hard deployments 
neither one of us ever thought he was coming home from any of them. And we were always very open. Yeah, same here. Um, about like what would happen mm-hmm. if God forbid he did get killed over there. And I knew exactly what he wanted. Um, we always talked about that. Um, and I was prepared. I was prepared for it. Yeah. I just, I wasn't prepared for it to be here. Right. Well, I think that would hurt so much more. Cause like you said, I, my husband has gone on those like deployments and, you know, from before they even leave, it's like, this is the paperwork. You got to fill this out. Let's go get the will, get the power of attorney, everything. And so in the back of your mind, you know, like this, even at the brief, my husband went on deployment with the SFAB and the dude was like, somebody's going to die on this deployment. And I was like, (laughs) and he was just like I need you to understand that and thank god nobody did but it was kind of like you 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 brace yourself yeah you brace yourself you shut down and you're like okay if the knock on the door is that knock on the door I know that I can uh, who am I calling who's going to help me who's going to handle it when I get done and so crazy like how you you're kind of like in um you're in survival mode in that situation like you you know what you have to do, you know, what, like what needs to be done. And, uh, but when it actually happens, (laughs) it's like a whole different story. And, um, yeah, I was, I was always prepared for the deployment. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't prepared for it to be here. And the amount of like unit memorials I've been to and the service members funerals like I've been to so many of them so unfortunately Logan lost a lot of friends during these deployments and I always tried to go to every single memorial and um they're the worst they're the freaking worst to go to and having to go to like your own husband's is it's surreal like I just I didn't I remember like watching the video of um so I'm still supposed to get a video of his unit memorial here at Bragg, but I remember watching the video for Arlington because he got buried in Arlington, and I didn't know who all came to the funeral. I was, like, in tunnel vision. And yeah. Like, I remember walking down the road with the boys. Like, I was holding Trevor and Brady's hand, and Logan was walking uh, behind us, and everybody else that was attending the funeral was, like, walking behind us, following us up to the um the area and I had no idea who was there no idea I knew like my immediate family was there but other than that I had no no clue and then when I went back and like watched the video on YouTube I was like oh like oh shit there was a lot of people that showed yeah. up mm-hmm. for this funeral and I didn't I didn't get a chance um <clears throat> to see everyone after the funeral because they kind of rush it and they ask everybody to Go back to their cars and let like us have a minute and stuff. Yeah. So, so I didn't get a chance to talk to anybody. So it was crazy to see um, how many people showed up for that. And then for his unit memorial, gosh, there was it filled the entire um, All American Chapel with the amount of people. I was going to say also, I feel like from some of your posts, your husband kind of, I know my husband prides himself on being like, I have no friends. I'm an asshole. Yeah. Right. And so I, I'm sure like when you saw those, those rooms filled, you're probably like, I told you, you have friends. Logan. Yeah. Like I told you people love you. Like all the time. I'm like, I wish he, and like, I, I mean, I believe that he did. Um, but like, I wish that he could have just like been there and seen yeah. Yeah. how many 
it showed up because like he would he he had he had PTSD he had a um, pretty severe PTSD and when he would go through like his episodes um there was when um the Iraq embassy had to get evacuated a couple years ago um that triggered that triggered like his PTSD like really really bad and uh he wound up sleeping in our garage he had our garage set up like a man cave like he had a projector out there and couches and mini fridge and like it looked like a little mini living room and um he wound up sleeping in the garage for like two three months because that's where like he felt most safe and i'd always like tell him like reach out to somebody like he would talk to me but like he like i knew that because i didn't go through the things that he went through that like i didn't fully understand how he felt but i was right. still like to talk to me but i'd always be like reach out to so-and-so reach out to this person reach out to that person and he never wanted to bother anybody. Um, and then he would be like, no, like nobody's going to answer and things like that. And so when like everybody showed up, I was just like, God, you were so stupid. <laughs> like, yeah. like if you only knew how many freaking people cared about you mm-hmm. and like, like all these people that I hadn't seen in years. And I'm saying like people flew in from Alaska, uh, Washington state, Colorado, Idaho, they were like all over the country. And I saw your post where you were like, if you're going to get a hotel, let me yeah. know. And there was like 60 <laughs> comments. And I was like, yeah. this girl's got her hands, hands full. full. <laughs> yeah. And it just like, honestly, like I didn't really want anybody coming to the unit memorial, but I, I like, I'm glad that they did at the time. I was just, it was very like, well, and yeah. Uh, yeah. That was quickly after his passing. Right. They, mm-hmm, they yeah. got it pushed out pretty quick. I felt like. Yeah, I think his unit memorial was the 19th, January 19th, so about, like, two weeks after he died. Yeah. Um, so I was still, like, really raw, like, emotions were raw, like, I um, I was angry. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to be around anybody, and... But want- too, at the time, there was a lot of speculation too, right? People were, I mean, I felt like that one post that you, I'm not going to bring it up, but that post that you had to make was like, I was like, come on, like, mm-hmm. let, let her family grieve. <laughs> It is. It's okay to bring it up. Um, so a lot, a majority, like a lot of people, which I understood that. Like, honest to God, when I showed up at the scene, uh, my first question was, "Did he kill himself?" Yeah. And the I was like, "Did he shoot himself? Did he kill himself?" And the cop said, "No, he didn't. He didn't shoot himself. He, he was asleep in bed." And uh, the medical examiner confirmed it. And but so like I understood it. I understood like every, people that knew him knew that he had PTSD, knew that yeah, he yeah. um, his, his chain of command, which like I'm kind of going through it right now, uh, reported it as a self-inflicted gunshot wound, which it wasn't. And oh my that's a whole different story. Like they didn't handle, they didn't necessarily handle. And I think that's what made it harder um, is the uh, chain of command and the army in general didn't handle his death the right way. And there's some, congressional complaints going on right now because of it but um we got through it and but yeah a lot of people assumed that he took his own life and i i didn't want to make that post like at first like i was getting so angry that people were asking about it and then i talked to somebody that he served with up in alaska um and he well he messaged me and he kind of encouraged me to make the post and only because 
when he found out that Logan died and he automatically assumed that Logan killed himself because they did. They had a lot of people that they served with up in Alaska take their own lives a lot recently, actually. And it's been messing with a lot of people. And when he found out that Logan didn't take his own life and he knew what Logan did up there, he knew how much Logan suffered from it. And uh, he actually encouraged me to make that post because he it helped him process it helped yeah. him that he didn't do that yeah better yeah. and that's why i made the post and which i didn't mind doing that yeah. um and but yeah it's been a it's been a roller coaster well thank you for being vulnerable with us to wrap it up yeah. as our time dwindles down uh tell us your favorite memory of logan will you just to end this on a happy smiling note um <laughs> it'll it would be uh, like I thought about this, like because I'm like that. Um, but probably my favorite one was when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. <laughs> he was, like genuinely happy, like cried. He cried. Oh, like, he I relate. Cry when kids were born, and he's here. He is a grown man on his knees in front of the TV crying because the Eagles won the Super Bowl. And uh, that was probably like, that's probably one of my favorite ones, just seeing him like genuinely, genuinely happy. Yeah, I love that. And I love as as we wrap it up, I love that because of your experience, you've got to go to the Eagles yeah. the playoff game, right? Or something like that. And I'm not an Eagles fan. Okay. But I was like, I'm so happy for her. Very hard to put on an Eagles jersey this year because I'm a diehard Steelers fan and try <laughs> to get me to be an Eagles fan. But I did it and I took the boys. We took the boys to the um, well, I took the boys to the Giants Eagles game and we had a blast. Like that was the first time like saw my kids smile since my husband passed away. Yeah, Aww. that was amazing. It was amazing to watch them have the absolute time of their life. It was very awesome. I love that. Well, thank you so much for sitting down and talking with us. Um, I know it's not easy to always share, but that's kind of what we take time today for is to sit down and remember. And, you know, we might have not lost somebody close to us, but to just sit down and remember you guys or your family and to think that you will be on our hearts all day today, especially with this. I'll listen to it later and I'll cry again. (laughs) Yeah. And we asked Megan for a few family photos, so we will link them with the episode preview. So if you want to see what our little guys look like, get a few pictures of Logan. And um, she sent one in of them as teenagers literally like getting married when you said that you guys um went off and got married my our husbands are drill sergeants right now and I went to the px on family day one day and they have uh engagement rings set out like 20 bucks but I was like that's smart like that's some smart marketing right there actually actually how he proposed to me he while he was in big he went to and he had it sent to the house he knew exactly the day that my like the ring was going to be there and he called me and he said did you get a package and I said yeah I just got the package and he he was like okay open it so I opened it and it was the ring and he was mm-hmm. he was on a payphone at the time so it was we're old and uh he was like I'm on I'm on one knee right now and I'm asking oh. America. and then his drill sergeant was in the back and he was like don't do it oh <laughs> well I love that PCS down to Fort Benning, who took me to the exact payphone 
to where he proposed to. And they actually tore it down now. So Aww. I thought that was like, cool. Like I That's said, awesome. Down. That's so, so awesome. I love that so much. I think she brought up a lot of really good points too, mm-hmm. because, um, you know, with Memorial Day and things like, I think a lot of people think of gold star spouses, right? When you think where right. you go and visit graves and stuff like that, but there's a lot of people who took their own life. You know, yeah. she said that a lot of people um, automatically jump to that conclusion. And I think that's pretty common because, and it's sad to say that right. it's common, but like PTSD runs rampant in our community. It runs rampant through our vets. Um, my grandpa had it and he struggled severely. Like he was unhappy because of, you know, his triggers from war. And I mean, he's, you know, Vietnam and all that stuff. He like, he went through the trenches. Um, But it's like, she just made so many good points. I think that she said that he felt like he couldn't reach out to anybody, right? There was nobody there. Nobody wanted to hear his things. But at the end of the day, look how many people showed up for him. And I think that's so, so important for us to not overstep and be like, Hey, what's wrong? Hey, what's wrong? Is something wrong? Is something wrong? But just being like, Hey, like, I'm thinking of you. Like, do you need a, yeah. do you need a chat? Yeah. Or like, I noticed the silence that you went quiet. Are you, are you doing okay? And stuff like that. I, I just, it, it also as a spouse, it's something that you worry about too, because, mm-hmm. um, I, my husband deployed through to Iraq, Afghanistan. And when the Afghanistan pullout came out, his PTSD hit him like pretty bad. I had never seen him like that. And I was not quite so worried that something was going to happen, but I was, I I just, it broke my heart to know that Mm -hmm. like some people struggle even worse than what he was struggling or like on TikTok, I saw a video where a guy is like struggling in his truck and he's on the phone with the hotline and he's like, let me call 911. And he's like, no, I can't afford that. Don't call. And it's like, there's just so many struggles that they go through and like she said, as she just wishes that he could have saw how loved he was and mm-hmm. like, please don't misconstrue this. Like her husband passed in his sleep and, but he did have PTSD that he felt like, yeah, he just didn't want to bother anybody with it. And if your spouse is somebody that, who has passed away due to losing the fight with PTSD, we hope that, you know, you know, we think of you too on Memorial mm-hmm. day. We think of your spouse. A lot of people I think see it as like, you passed because you, or you're celebrated on Memorial day because you did something heroic. Like you served in a war and you died at the war. But one thing I love about the spouses that we have picked to talk to on Memorial day is that we still honor their sacrifice as, as a family, Mm -hmm. um, even though their spouses didn't die. And like this Mm -hmm. cliche, um, like scenario that everybody's, feels like Memorial day is yes, we are celebrating. We're honoring soldiers who have passed on the battlefield, but we're also celebrating and honoring soldiers who pass in their sleep. We honor spouses that passed Mm -hmm. in a scuba diving accident. We honor your spouse that who passed from losing the war with PTSD. I mean, there's so many untold stories that we, we've, we haven't even like tapped this year, you know, and it's just, I think it's easy to feel like, like was like, what was their sacrifice for if we're only celebrating these war heroes on this day when in reality, you know, Megan's husband was still serving. He Mm -hmm. was ready to go to work the next day, right? He was ready to go and keep working, keep being with his family. And unfortunately that tomorrow didn't come for him. So, well, we put a label on it, right? Like Memorial day. It's to remember all those lost overseas. It's not, it's Memorial day is to remember 
remember those who have been lost like that. Yeah. Like it's it. We remember everybody, right? Like I know um, my husband lost a friend and um, every Memorial Day, it's a trigger for him. Every yeah. Memorial Day, he's silent for a moment in time. And I was telling Cody, it was like, you wouldn't know if you were an outsider looking in, you'd just be like, oh, you know, they're visiting. Um, we always go to some type of memorial. Like I don't, we'll find one. I was um, in Texas last Memorial Day and they had a huge service. And I told my family, I was like this, I have to go to this. And they're like, why? I was like, no, this is something for my kids that we make important. We take 15, 20 minutes, an hour out of our day every single year to stop. And I teach my kids and I was like, this is important. Right. We're remembering these people for a reason. Like this is a special day. Um, and it's something that my husband, you know, like when we go, he's just kind of, yeah. And I'm like, are you well, okay? I think they know too, the, the, the wage, like the, the cost of it all. And, yeah. and the terrifying part of it is that they could be next. You never know with their job. You never know. And I guess that's life in general, but I think being a military family, especially a spouse, it's just something that, you know, could happen, but I think they try so hard to desensitize you to it. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about in the episode is we're all, we all say like, we low key expect it. Like if the knock on the door comes while he's deployed, like you can say like, I, I know I'll, how I'll handle it. I know I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. But also like, you don't realize like how taxing the military is on somebody's body, on somebody's mental health, on somebody's physical health, on all different kinds of things. And we're still losing soldiers to all these different ways that their, mm-hmm. their, their minds and their bodies are being treated and not to say like or to get on like a political high horse or anything but like we have to do better for them because I I just don't know how you can listen to a spouse's story where they said like oh yeah like he died this way and then they said that he did he died this way just because perception like perception is everything in the military but this is not one of those times where you can afford to cast your perception on something like you know you have to be on the side of your soldier and, and, and their family. I think, I think that's what Megan needed yeah. was somebody to be on her side during all that and not being like, Oh, he died this way. Oh, he died this way. Like let her be, let her. Yeah. Well, I think it's because, you know, like she said, you you're mentally prepared on deployment. Like you go into it with this, like I signed up for this, you know, yeah. type mentality, like, okay, this is what the possibility of is it's the same thing, right? You get in the car. It's a possibility that you could get in a car accident, right? You are taking that possibility. Now the risk and things are significantly higher when they deploy overseas, but it's like, okay, so when they come home and they lose the battle to PTSD or they lose, you know, Chris Kyle, when he was shot by the Mm -hmm. whatever, like I um, brought you home, like you're supposed to be safe here. I think, you know, as a spouse, I don't worry when my husband goes to work right now. I don't like, and now I'm going to worry, watch, (laughs) but it's like, I, you don't worry. You're like, he's stateside. He's home. He's safe. He's fine. There was a mishap on the range just a couple weeks ago. Like something could have gone terribly wrong. And Mm -hmm. I think for my mentality, for my, like, for my um, mental health, I would say it's like, okay, he's safe, but we do know they do struggle with PTSD. Okay. He's safe, but they are working with a live weapon. <laughs> like, but he's, he's, yeah, there's accidents all the time, right? Like helicopter accidents, yeah. um, all kinds of things happen. And I think we're just so like, I don't want to say this and get in trouble, but I think sometimes 
we in the military, they are like, the sacrifice is higher than this sacrifice. When in reality, in reality, like the sacrifice is the same across the board because a life is lost. And that grief is just running waves through that family. So whether my husband passed in Afghanistan, or if he passes at home in my bed, my heart is going to shatter the exact same way. My children's life is going to be altered forever. And so I think on Memorial day, I think it's important to remember, like, yes, we absolutely pay the ultimate, like, um, appreciation to those who have lost their life in a war, but also at the same token, like Logan's life was just as important, whether he was deployed or if he lost his life at home sleeping, you know? And so well, look how many people showed up for him. Right. I think if you ask a soldier, stop us, somebody who's served, let's say I'm not, and I'm not like discrediting, you know, your year of service or anything like that. I'm asking, ask our husbands who have spent 10 years, 12 years, you know, she said 18 years in the military, ask them and be like, do you see any difference if a soldier or a vet loses his battle with PTSD and dies on the battlefield? Is there a difference to you? Right. There's not going to be, they're still going to memorialize them. They are going to honor them. They're going to grieve them, especially if it's their friend. I can tell you, just like you said, your heart's going to break any way. It doesn't, a loss is a loss. A pass is a pass. And I think we need to stop thinking of it, right. As just like, it's just another day. It's just, it's a hard freaking day for Megan and her family. Well, and like the best, I think that this ties in so well to mental health, like in May Mm -hmm. that we've talked a ton about is that, you know, these service members struggle. I mean, my husband struggles, your husband struggles. I'm guessing if you're listening to this at some point, your husband or wife Mm -hmm. has probably struggled. The military is hard. It is a hard adjustment. You're constantly changing over and over and over again. And, you know, if you're not taking the time out of your day, just to be like, Hey, like check in on your friends, check in on their families, check in to see how they're doing, because, you know, you never know. And 22 a day is a real thing. We are losing 22 soldiers a day. And the fact that you just don't really hear about their sacrifice on Memorial day is just, it's heartbreaking because I know there's a spouse out there who's absolutely shattered And like I said, it's not to say that like losing your life, serving in war is not honorable. That is so honorable, but just because you came home from war doesn't mean the wars ever stopped. Yeah. I think, um, I, I, I feel so bad saying I love these episodes because like, it's It's very sad. It is. It's, it's hard. And I think, especially as spouses, right. With members still in, it's hard. And to face like, My husband will face his PTSD battle even when he gets out and it might not be as bad as this person, or it might be a little better than this person, but it doesn't, it's a battle that he has to face. And because he's facing it, I'm facing it because it's a real life fear for him. It's a real life fear for me. Um, And I don't think we sit and think, right. You signed up for this. Okay. But look what came with it. You didn't sign up to for he's out now. He's he, he lost his, he, you know, he's out, he's struggling with PTSD. He didn't, he didn't sign up for that. Like it's not, that's not, that's not fair. So I think as you listen to these episodes and if you, if this is your first Memorial day episode, I encourage you to go listen, listen to our other ones with Ashley buggy and um, Brett Harris, Brett Harris. And, just take a moment. They'll make you cry. They make me cry every time. But as we typically do on most Memorial Days, we are going to take a moment of silence um, specifically for 
Megan and her family, but for everybody who's lost somebody, our husbands included, they've lost friends. Um, and for us, it's really important. So we're going to sit here together and we're just going to take a moment. All right, guys. Well, I hope that however you choose to spend Memorial Day, whether that be going to memorials with your family, whether that be enjoying a weekend away out of town, whatever you choose to do, there's no right or wrong reason. Just make sure you take a little bit of time to remember those who were serving and lost their lives, their family, and just make sure that you are being the type of person that their sacrifice is worth. Have you been looking for a place to advertise your small business? Well, look no further. You can have this spot right here. Did you know that we offer affordable advertisement slots that will air during our podcast? Head to coffeeconfessions.com to reserve your spot today. Well, that was our confession for this week. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on social media to catch the latest. Hashtag spill the coffee.